today on This Christian Life. There are a lot of nights after work where I get home, I walk through the door to my apartment to be greeted by no one. And that feeling of loneliness is just suffocating sometimes. Meet Chris Gabriel, one of the producers here at Family Radio. His desk is literally 10 feet from my office. He's been feeling homesick since he moved to Nashville. But if he hadn't moved here, he might not be alive today. God literally saved my life because I should have been in that car. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I firmly believe that everything we say yes to, we're saying no to something else. In late March of this year, I was offered a job with Family Radio, but the only caveat was that the job required me to live in Asheville, and at the time, I was living in Vegas. There are only a handful of lifelong Christians who are born and raised in Vegas, who stay in Vegas, who are alive to tell the tale. Chris Gabriel is one of the few. And to top it off, he did something unheard of. He stayed at home with his parents long into adulthood. I did not live on my own in Vegas. I lived with my parents. I never lived on my own. I had always lived with them. So I was very accustomed to having someone greet me when I got home from work or school or whatnot. Even if I wasn't necessarily spending time with them, just knowing that someone else was there made me feel not so alone. I could be upstairs in my room watching TV or reading my Bible, but hearing distant chatter from downstairs or hearing the TV downstairs, it would just give me that emotional comfort that someone else was there. There were a couple reasons why I chose not to move out on my own and stay living with my parents all this time. One of the reasons was finances, but that wasn't the main reason. The main reason was because I felt some sort of codependency upon my parents. I was relying upon them for my emotional stability, my emotional security, my emotional health. And they they felt the same way. Whenever I would even entertain the thought of moving out and getting a place of my own, they would try and manipulate me into changing my mind. They feared my absence, especially my dad. My dad was and still is very codependent on a lot of people in his life. My mom, my brother, my sister-in-law, and me, because he's older now and he can't necessarily do a lot of the same things he used to do for himself. He can no longer do yard work. He can no longer cook or clean, so he's reliant upon his family. Proverbs 1, 8 through 9. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. So my relationship with my mom and my relationship with my dad are two very, very different relationships. My relationship with my mom has always been amazingly close. My mom is my best friend. I'm her best friend. 
and I just love every minute that I get to spend with my mom, going on little day trips or going hiking or just wandering around the mall and having lunch together. My dad has always been a very angry person, even from before I was born. He dealt with a lot of anger issues. I can't even remember the amount of times that he just exploded on us in anger and just called us names and the emotional trauma that I had to endure with him was just heartbreaking at times. Chris was a helper, a best friend, a counselor, a peacemaker, and an advocate. Every time his dad lashed out in anger toward him, he hoped it would mean one less bout of anger that the rest of his family would have to endure. He was playing the infield position and his presence brought peace to a troubled marriage, to a wounded brother, to a confused mother. He shined the light of Christ into an often darkened place and he would have stayed indefinitely for the sake of his family. Then one day he got a tip and on a wing and a prayer applied for what he felt was the perfect job. I was offered a job with Family Radio, but the only caveat was that the job required me to live in Nashville over 2,000 miles away. After much prayer, I was sensing the Holy Spirit wanted me to take that leap of faith and accept the job with Family Radio. He didn't actually expect to be called, but God is the God of the unexpected. I got a phone call from HR, basically demanding an answer because they had several other candidates lined up, including some right here in Nashville, who would have been very easy to bring aboard. And if I was going to pass up the job, then Family Radio would have just moved on to a different candidate. So HR was growing impatient and asked me for an answer. And that's when I told him yes. Sometimes a single decision doesn't have much impact. We say yes, we say no, and just move on with our lives. But in this case, one yes meant a multitude of no's. At this time, I was committed to going on a road trip from Las Vegas to Phoenix to see some spring training baseball games because I've always been a huge baseball fan. The day before we were scheduled to leave, I texted my buddy Ryan to let him know that I was likely going to accept the job at Family Radio, and I wanted to be financially wise, but I wouldn't be able to go on the road trip, unfortunately, because moving cross-country is not cheap. But it killed me. It really bothered me to have to say no to my friend Ryan because we had been planning this trip for months. It really bothered me and just made me sad that I couldn't go on that trip with my buddies and have a fun weekend in Arizona seeing some baseball games. I firmly believe that in life, everything we say yes to, we're saying no to something else. I said yes to family radio but I said no to my comfort zone. I said no to my friends, my family, the luxuries of home. Because following the Lord takes discipline. You can't follow the Lord half-heartedly with one foot in, one foot out. The book of Revelation talks about lukewarm people. You got to follow the Lord wholeheartedly. You can't follow the Lord with a lackluster heart. The next day, which was a Friday, Ryan and a few other friends left Vegas without me. They never made it to their destination. My friend, who I was talking with online, his name is Phil. 
and he asked me, did I know where our mutual friend Ryan was? And I was under the impression that Ryan was supposed to be with him. Me and Phil did some digging and researching. We contacted the local sheriff's office and the highway patrol. And about an hour later, Phil called me to tell me the news. They were involved in a head-on collision that took the lives of two of my friends and left one in critical condition. What I feared happened to Ryan actually was a reality. Ryan did pass away at the scene of the auto accident. And Phil just told me that Ryan is gone. God literally saved my life because I should have been in that car. It literally sent shivers up my spine because if it wasn't for my decision to be financially wise, if it wasn't for my decision to accept the job at Family Radio in Nashville, I would have easily been in that car. Ryan was a very close friend of mine, and we were both Angels fans. So we were driving to Tempe, Arizona to see an Angel game. It was just, it was just like one of those final destination moments. Isaiah 55, 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Chris lost his friends and almost lost his life. It was a close call just one day after he accepted the job with Family Radio. And then, still raw from grief, he told his dad he was moving out. So when I told him that I had officially accepted the job in Nashville, he told me that he thinks it's a bad idea. He told me that, I know you're talented, Chris, but I also know that you will not be able to cope living 2,000 miles away from your family. He had no confidence in my ability to live and thrive on my own. And I knew that I would never really have his full approval. So I was saying yes to God, but I was definitely saying no to my dad's will for me. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child A long way from home And what about your mom? She didn't get angry because she's never been that kind of person, but she got depressed and anxious. She worshiped those quality moments that she got to spend with me. I was her sunshine. The day that I finally left Vegas, I drove away from home. I could see my mom standing in the middle of the road watching the car drive down the road and slowly disappearing. It took maybe about a minute for my car to disappear out of sight. And my mom stood in the middle of the road the entire time. It was four o'clock in the morning. She stood in the road until my car disappeared out of sight. I struggled most with that part, actually. And if it wasn't for my brother being there with me in the car, I probably would have broke down. 
In the Gospel of Matthew, the 12 disciples were rowing across the Sea of Galilee in the middle of the night without Jesus. Jesus was not in the boat. It was just the 12 disciples. And suddenly one of them looked out and saw someone walking on the surface of the water. And they were terrified. They thought it was a ghost. But as that person gradually walked closer to the boat, Peter recognized that it wasn't a ghost, it was Jesus. And out of excitement on seeing their teacher, their rabbi, Peter asked Jesus if he could step out of the boat onto the water to walk towards him. And Jesus invited Peter to do so. But as we all know, walking on the surface of water is physically impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So after Jesus extended the invitation to Peter to step off the boat onto the water, Peter did so. He was leaving behind his comfort zone of being on the boat with his fellow disciples. He was leaving behind the safety of the boat. Vegas to Nashville. How long did that take? It took us two days. It didn't really hit me that I was in a new city completely alone until a few days after me and my brother arrived in Nashville and I had to take my brother to the airport. Instead of dropping him off at the curb, I parked and walked into the terminal with him. I made sure that he got to TSA and through TSA okay and that he was well on his way to be reunited with his wife and his little girl. After my brother disappeared out of sight, he was the last thing that I had to remind me of my comforts from home. But when he left, I had nothing else. I had no other reason to stay at the airport. I should have left and driven home, but I didn't. I stayed at the airport just just like staring, looking around at different things and just feeling completely and utterly alone and isolated from everyone. But God, God stayed with me. No one can tell me that stepping off the boat was inside of Peter's comfort zone. That's impossible. He had to be so nervous and anxious and scared when he took that initial step. He was stepping onto the tumultuous uncertainty of walking on water. He didn't know if he would just sink to the bottom of the sea. He didn't know what would happen. However, Peter had to take that first step of faith. And then God did the impossible through him. And I think so often in our lives, Jesus is inviting us to do the same. He needs us to take that first step of faith out of our comfort zone onto the uncertainties of life, whatever that may look like for you. He's inviting us to take that step. And after we do, then he'll take care of the rest. It's been how long now? A few months? Oh, it's been longer than that. And I still haven't fully 
gotten used to walking in my front door of my apartment and no one being there. And for some of my friends who have done the same thing I've done, they've told me that it took them about a year for them to fully get used to their new city or living on their own. So I still have a ways to go. <laughs> yeah, being 2,000 miles away from my family and friends, there are a lot of nights after work where I get home, I walk through the door to my apartment to be greeted by no one. And that feeling of loneliness is just suffocating sometimes. And to be honest, those moments when I felt like God would be there to comfort me and to encourage me, he hasn't. And that's very, it's very sobering. What has brought me comfort is knowing that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Even though we may feel alone, our human emotions have no bearing on God's actions. Our human emotions have no control over the character and nature of our Heavenly Father. Our God is omnipresent, meaning he can be in all places at the same time. He can be with you in your loneliest state in Los Angeles, California, or he can be with you in your loneliest state in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He can be literally in all places at once. And you never, ever have to feel like you are bothering God with your prayers at four o'clock in the morning or annoying him with your repeated prayers that you feel like you've prayed a thousand times before because is our Heavenly Father and he longs to hear from us all the time, all day, every day. The second that we speak the name of Jesus into our situation, we don't have to invite or beg or plead for him to enter. He's there, just like that. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Your life, your surroundings are all under God's care. When you abide in him, when you take your cues from his Holy Spirit and his word, when you acknowledge that you can't do anything without his power, his mercy, his grace and love, he will hold you fast. The same way he lifted Peter up out of the waters, the same way he lifted Peter up out of the waves. In him, water is solid ground. Anxiety becomes peace. Jesus is the eye of your storm, and you are the apple of his watchful eye. When you abide in him, in this Christian life. Shadows and light From the blood red sun Don't know where we're going But it's only just begun Oh, it's only just begun Should've known I'd find you When you were passing through So come
Come and walk this city There's a place I say for you There's a place I say for you Tell me we're gonna walk on water Set the night so free Tell me we're gonna last forever Cause you were all I need Tell me we're gonna walk on water Set the night so free Tell me we're gonna last forever Cause you were all I need Cause you were all I need Cause you were all I need This Christian Life is a production of Family Stations Incorporated and is not a with Christian Life Magazine or Plus Communications Incorporated. Family Radio.